and welcome to the uh, Mandalorian Review, only on RiotRadio.ca. And you're joined by myself, as always, Eldon Atkin, and my co-host. Evan Halbert, hi. Hey there. And today we're talking about episode 7, season 2, chapter 15. Uh, uh, we're getting up there in the chapters. I believe yeah. this is chapter... Yep, 15 sounds right. Hold on. Yeah, I think so. Like I that. think so. I think it's 15, because there's eight episodes in each, and we're on the one before the last, I think. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it, was, uh, it was an episode, um, all the same. Uh, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. I've heard a lot of uh, goods and bads, pros and cons. So to talk about it today, we are here, and I guess we'll just start with the recap of the episode. Um, it follows after the the uh, unfortunate episode beforehand, the tragedy that uh, has seen Baby Yoda kidnapped by, I guess, Grogu kidnapped by uh, Moff Gideon. Bad. And, sad. Uh, yeah, really sad. And now we are on to, uh, you know, the we're getting to the end of it. We have two episodes left. And I guess this, this is the second last episode. And it takes us on an adventure um, to a planet we've never seen before. Uh, two planets, actually. So it starts off with Mando, you know, asking Cara Dune, can we get Mayfield out? She goes, okay, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. Uh, so Mayfield all of a sudden is on this scrap trawling planet. You want to call it that? It's like a... It's like a it, yeah, it's pretty much what it is. It's like if... It's a junkyard. It's like, it's like if a junkyard was a planet, you know? Yeah. Um, if you ever played uh, Jedi Fallen Order, when we mm-hmm. first meet Cal Kestis, he's on a very similar uh, planet where it's uh, it's a it's a scrap planet that they use. They're cutting old Imperial, uh, I guess, old Republic things in half. And in this, they're t- taking apart. You see ATST parts. You see at at legs, and you also see Tie Fighter um, the glass in the front, and you actually see Mayfield working mm-hmm. on a Tie Fighter. So yeah. you just see these cool Republic droids that look very similar to the ones that were on. I guess the last time we saw Mayfield on the prison, um, when you see those uh, security droids in the prison, it looks very similar. It's got a stun baton. It's going to whack them. And uh, you get to see this interaction where, you know, it's like, hey, you know, come down here for your instructions. Okay, your instructions are salute Cara Dune. She's in your, you're in charge of her now. Or I guess she's in charge of you now. And Mayfield's like, okay, I don't know what's going on. Why am I being taken away? I don't even know who this lady is. Where am I going? She takes him with him, and you can see when it pans, you can see the slave sitting there nicely nestled in some junk. And realistically, the slave's pretty beat up, so you almost wouldn't notice it. Um, this is like the Slave 2, I believe, and it's been, it's been through a lot. Um, so you get to see the Slave 2 kind of sitting there doing its own thing, and he gets close with Mayfield talking and Cara Dune, and all of a sudden Boba Fett comes down the runway, and he's looking pretty crisp in some new armor. I was like, going to say, is that yeah, a new paint he, job? He looks pretty he looks good. <laughs> so snazzy. Like, holy. I was pretty impressed. Like, I, you know, he's had that dingy armor for just a long time, and now it looks good. Um, you see Fennec, and it feels like, oh, you know, oh, I thought you were some other guy. And then, boom, boom, here comes Din Djarin. And they have this thing where he's like, oh, you kill me. And Din's like, no. Here, like they have my kid. I need an imperial officer to do this, and and this is my first, my own, my only like one of my only issues with the actual episode was is Cara Dune's fascination with his kid. He lost his kid. That's, that explains everything. We're breaking out of prison for this kid, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. If it was, you know, 
the Empire has Grogu, and he is a supposedly very strong Force user, and we have to break him out because of that. Sweet. But they're kind of like playing like your, 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 your parental instincts, and you're like, oh, they got my kid. I'd do anything for my kid. I don't have a kid. I don't know what it'd be like. So that didn't hit home with me. I kind of found it annoying. Um, I also, I like Cara Dune, but I also don't. Um, there's a, some, like, she kind of like, she's very brunt, and I like that about her. But at the same time, the soft-spoken, I guess not even soft-spoken, the seldom-spoken, I, I don't know. I don't like it sometimes. Um, but I like her occasionally. That's fair. Uh, that's, get, that's also get, my grievance with this episode. Yeah. Is uh, Mayfield's like everything. So, so from what I've seen in every episode, everything is explained with, you know, the kid's gone. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, Kara, do you and I understand? She cares a lot for Grogu. Totally makes sense. Mayfield, Mayfield doesn't care. Mayfield shouldn't yeah. care. Yeah. It doesn't make no. sense that he's just like, you know, they have his kid. Um, at least at this point. But later on, it, we kind of see that explanation as to why yeah. Mayfield's like, okay. Yeah. So we get to see, like, uh, Mayfield's changed very much. He's been arrested. He's been held in captivity for about a year and a bit now. He's working on a scrap planet. He's also been, he was an Imperial officer beforehand. He did work in the, he wasn't like an informant. He did a lot of things for the Empire. Now we see him broken out and he says, okay, they have my kid. And he goes, oh, okay, so I help you guys. And then I, I, get, I get to go. I'm free. And Carrie Dude's like, nope, it's not how it works. Say, what's in it for me then? And she goes, you know, a better view, which does that mean he gets to go into an actual prison? Like, what? How? What is the better view here? Does he get a nice penthouse? Yeah. Like, that's not explained. I don't know. Yeah. Does he become like a janitor on, on a rebel I, fleet or something? I don't know. Wouldn't be that. I wouldn't trust him as a janitor. I wouldn't want to have a, an ex-imperial, um, you know, in, like an informant on my on my starship. Yeah, not um, not much of an incentive. That being said, doesn't really no. have much of a choice. No, exactly. So then we get to see he's like, hey, there's a, he's, he says that there's a, there's a, like a, a terminal uh, that we can get to pretty easily on Morak. We've never heard of Morak beforehand. We get to see, you know, Boa Fett punch into Morak. You get to see him, uh, all these different angles of his crisp armor. Oh, looks so good. And uh, we go to Morak. And Morak is like this beautiful, um, it looks almost like an Amazon rainforest. And it kind of hits home because they're, they're deforesting the planet. They're deforesting and mining it for the resources. And it looks, it looks very much at like the Amazon. So it kind of, that kind of hit me home when I was like, wow, this could be our planet after a while. You see like these great big trucks going through tunnels and it, it makes you kind of think, okay, could this be, you know, us eventually? Do we really want this? Um, but that aside, they land, they're watching the crew, I guess the, the crews and the trucks go by and they're like these great big, like, I don't know, 16 uh, wheeled, Caterpillars. Yeah, that's pretty much what they yeah. are. The like armored caterpillar trucks are pretty cool, yeah. actually. They are really cool. They look a bit like the uh, the clone tanks um, from, uh, I guess it'd be the Battle of Kashyyyk in I think episode three. Yeah, uh, Star Wars. a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, where they like, ramp over the big tires. It, it's very mm. similar. Um, so then they have to they have this whole conversation where they have to go in. Mayfield's like, "Can't go in by myself." And then Caradine's like, "Nope." You can't. Or he says, "Caradine's just wanted with him." He says, "Nope, you can't. You're wanted." And then all of a sudden, Fennec, she can't go. She's wanted still. Boba Fett's like, I can't go. I'm, I'm wanted. They might recognize me too. Um, like, I've worked for Darth Vader. So that's a bit of an issue. Um, doesn't mention Darth Vader, but still kind of cool. And then we have, you know, this moment where Din, you see, like, the desperation in Din. You see him, like, he's like, I need to get Grogu back. Like, this, he, he is part of the crew now, and, and we don't let people go. Like, the crew they have now is pretty good. I'm cool with Fennec and 
and you know um boba fett and i guess even cara dune like i like the crew but without it grogu without grogu you don't get much mm-hmm. um so if you're gonna watch this episode of Yoda, no baby Yoda at all like literally nothing I think, um, yeah, I've I've seen yeah. a couple comments saying that the episode actually fell really flat because there was no Baby Yoda. But that's, like, he's not the show. Mm-hmm. It's called The Mandalorian, not The Grogu or The Baby or The Child. It's called The Mandalorian. It's the adventures of this Mandalorian. And we have two Mandalorians, actually. Um, so then we have, like, you know, this thing where he's like, I have to take my helmet off, blah, blah, okay. Then they go attack the transport, knock the two guys out. Um, you get to see Bill, like, okay, so we had this conversation a couple times before. I don't like Bill Burr. I don't like, like, I don't like him much. Um, I've never seen anything else. <laughs> like, I'm not, I, I'm not a big fan of comedy and like, comedy shows in itself. I like it, I like going to one, but I don't want to watch one. And I also don't like really heavy scripted comedy. But he has, like, a ton of one-liners that are pretty good. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so, he's like, oh, this guy stinks. It's one of those moments where, like, you either like Bill Burr because you like Bill Burr, uh, or you don't because you don't like his his comedy is well known to be very vulgar and very, um, I want to say mature. Not that most chem- like his his more than most. Um, yeah. So yeah, you either love him or you hate him. And like that's my thing. It's like in this episode, it wasn't comedy. It was just like if you were if you had to strip a stormtrooper down and put on his clothes, what would it be like? Oh, he stinks. Okay, like I liked that little bit. Like it was just, it was offhand comments, and it would make sense. Like if you're stuck in the transport all day, you would probably smell pretty bad. And he's mm-hmm. like, his gloves are still wet, and that's kind of fun too. Like I like, I like that because we don't really have a ton of comedy with with the Mandalorian. We have Baby Yoda, and that's a comedy center. But we couldn't have an episode without a little bit of lightness to it, or we wouldn't like it'd be too heavy. We wouldn't want to watch it. Um, so they get in there, they have this nice, this beautiful landscape as they're driving. Like, it looks so good. You can hear on the radios are talking, and then all of a sudden, they're driving through, like, this little community. And this little community, you get to see, like, oh, it, even when it shows the, the front version of the truck stopping, and, like, you hear the air brakes going, and it skids, that just looks so cool. If you watch this just for the cinemat- like cinematography, it is amazing. They picked a great locale for this episode, and I'm so pumped that we actually get to see this. Because um, we were on a planet... It was lush. You get to see the populace. And this is where Bill Burr's character starts getting a little better, in my opinion. So his name is Midge um, Mayfield. And Mayfield. Midge isn't much of a name, but Midge is his first name, supposedly his character. And it looks, you get to see him start talking to the Mando. And he's like, you know, we're the same. I'm a survivalist, you're a survivalist. And this kind of causes the Mando to get angry at him. He's like, we're not the same at all. And he goes, you know what? At the end of the day, we are. Like, we both are just trying to survive. And he says, look at these people. They're driving past all these these poor people that are in this little hovel of a town. He's like, it doesn't matter who's in charge. They're still stuck under the thumb. <laughs> like this isn't, this isn't the, this isn't the new Republic's planet. It's not the empire's planet. It's theirs. And they're stuck here because of the empire and the new Republic. And you get to see him kind of being cynical and you haven't seen this before. He was kind of like very cocky in the first step. Like when you first see him in the prison episode, and I didn't like him then, but now you get to see him being more humane. Like he's having more of a conscience. He's been, again, he's been in prison. He's been in, stuck in this work camp you get to see him kind of like growing as a person and he's mm-hmm. kind of realizing that he's getting older and he doesn't want to be stuck in prison for the rest of his life he doesn't want to be you know under the thumb of the republic or the empire so you get this really good commentary between him and mando where mando just kind of looks at him and there's a bunch of one-liners it's it's fun in my opinion like when he's mm-hmm. like you know he takes the helmet off he's like i can't even see a thing in it 
And again, that's another like talk. It, it's talked about how the like the, the stormtroopers can't see anything in their helmets because they're garbage helmets. <laughs> and he says like, you can breathe much better, and he's, it's much better with it on. And the man yeah. looks at him. He he does a lot of trying to coax Mando into taking his helmet off, and he also calls into questions like question the idea of of a belief system that mm-hmm. um, if people are desperate enough, they will uh, they will go against their own beliefs. Uh, mm-hmm. in those situations when it comes down to am I going to live or am I going to die um, and that's kind of where the episode of uh, Believer or be- yeah Believer comes in mm-hmm. um, most of the Mando episodes their title is very obvious as to mm-hmm. what the episode's going to be about um, I feel like this one is a little bit more subtle in a sense that yeah. It, it, he really calls Mando's beliefs into question because he's just not wearing the Mando armor at this point. He's wearing a stormtrooper armor specifically to blend in um, with other people. So mm-hmm. he's just saying, "Look, you're like you're already going against your credo here, so you might as well take it off, go the full way." Yeah, I think again, I think that's a huge thing is just the name itself, the believer, because it makes you think when you first see Bill Burr, I think, okay, has he changed his beliefs? Is he going to be part of the Republic now and then you get to see the Mando you know what is too much for him what mm-hmm. is is too much and again if you had heard the rumors beforehand it was the rumors that Pedro Pascal wanted to take his helmet off more he wanted to be more the face of the Mandalorian and he apparently had to bog out with a couple of directors supposedly that's all been put to like put to the ground now there was no, he was on a British talk so talk show a couple weeks ago and he said like there's no issues like we're, we're pretty much okay I guess it was actually this week um, we're okay. Like I'm still sticking around because there were some rumors that Boba Fett was going to replace him in the next in the next season. But that he's not like technically he's not a Mandalorian, so it wouldn't make any sense. So with that, we get back to the trucks and we see this scene where they're leaving. They're leaving like the little um, like hovels, if you want to call it that, the little like ghetto, I guess. Um, and they're driving away. And at this point, you see a kid that used to be on a box and he's not there anymore. And that made me think that he climbed on top of it and was going to do something. But you never see the kid again, so don't let that fool you. Um, then you get these pirates. <laughs> and they're very Star, Trek, Star Trek-esque in my very. opinion. And you look back at like the old Star Trek where they're, like, they're very, very, like, you can, they're wearing costumes. These guys were very, I like the, the call for less CGI. I like that. Because you could have CGI'd all of them and they would have looked like aliens, but they just were wearing like these foam masks. And I like that better in the sense of old Star Wars. Some people might say, okay, no, like it kind of ruined it for me because you can tell they're wearing suits. But again, like you can't say that it's not good enough. They wanted to be, they wanted to harrow back to, you know, makeup and costumes. And that is what Star Wars was based on. So a whole bunch of practical effects. Literally, yeah, it was styrofoam, Millennium Falcon flying through a, ba- a colored back screen. Like, that was the space scene. So, people can get over that. And the pirates have never been seen before. They're called Mydops. And I looked it up. They're not on any planet, they don't exist. You look up Mydop, there's nothing. It, like it said, it tried to correct me to shop. <laughs> and I was like, okay, nope. Uh, but the Mydops first appeared in this episode. They're kind of, they look a little bit like Twi'leks. They have like the weird like tendrils. They look a bit like um, Shakti or Ahsoka's race um, with the little like um, Leku as they're called. Or they're kind of like, they look, they just look like, like uh, I guess there's a, there's, you see them once in one of the episodes, a Jedi that looks very similar, but with horns. Looks very similar. Um, 
but they kind of just like they're having this fanatic they're not really even pirates if you ask me pirates steal things they just want to blow things up so you you get to hear juggernaut three juggernaut four both blow up and then you see like you know this is where it gets really good in my opinion like this this episode was just there was lulls but this whole chase scene was so good because it it we'll explain this so we see them for the first time these my dogs they have you know they have spears they have like axes they have thermal detonators okay a little bit of a difference there and they're all these little like cruisers so they jump on top of the uh, the juggernaut and mando cracks the window open starts shooting at them and you see bill like this is what the like, one-liners that like bill burr does actually make me happy he's like are you shooting your rhydonium and it's like he's like <laughs> you can see him visibly afraid he's like we're gonna blow up and it's gonna be your fault and left me in prison <laughs> I love that is my favorite when he's like keep driving. He's like, you should have left me in prison. <laughs> that was I understand. I'd say the same thing. So we see this awesome fight scene between Mando and these Mydops, and you see him kind of forget he's not wearing Baskar because he takes a shot. He blocks a shot with their their um, spear, and it shatters on his armor and it hurts him. And then he blocks it with his shoulder, and you see it cut into him. So he's kind of forgetting that he's not wearing like Baskar, which shows how long he's been in Baskar. Mm-hmm. So then he kind of adapts his fighting, and you get to see how you know scary a fully trained Mandalorian is in hand to hand combat. Like he, first of all, I love it. He shoots one of them right off the back, and then the gun's out. So he just chucks the gun at them. I love that. And uh, he just like kicks butt. Um, he, you get to see twice where he throws a thermal detonator and it blows people up. You think they learn? You think they learn to like fall a little bit back? Like it's a thermal detonator. It's a grenade that blows up, and he blows up a bunch of them, and they just keep coming. They just they are they're not going to stop. So he's a huge chase scene. He's blocking shots. He's stabbing people. He javelins some guy with a with a spear, which is pretty cool. Um, he's just like you know being a, a regular badass, and then you know he gets knocked down by one of the explosions, and the smoke's starting to clear, and you see lots of them coming. There's like five little, like little cruisers after them. And you kind of, like, at this point, I'm like, okay, I think I know what's going to happen. The Empire is going to intervene, and they're going to save them. And what do you know? All of a sudden, you just hear the, the, the screech. You hear the screech of a TIE fighter and the blasts. And then TIEs swoop up and blow them up. And again, like, TIE fighters, TIE pilots were amazing. If you, if you, read, the, you read, ever read the comics, ever read the books, TIE pilots are fantastic. Like, they have to go through so much training. They're not rebels. They're not just putting a, like, put a ship and say, go. Like, they're amazing. And they really show it. So they blow up all these guys. You get to see all these stormtroopers and shore troopers. My only issue with this was, so you see stormtroopers in the regular white. And then you see the brown troopers. Those are shore troopers. And I guess, like, you don't see it, but they're on a dam. But there's not really shore to be, to be seen. They're not on a beach. Like, you're not in, the, like, the, the, the tropical locale. You're in the middle of a forest. Um, but that's okay with me, I guess. It, it was just cool to see them shoot and shoot down pirates. Um, and again, it goes like, I know what happened in episode eight, I think, where they had all the stormtroopers come together. Those were a group of people from the States called the 501st, I think. Um, and it was like just people who wanted to be stormtroopers, who, who had the armor and, and got the call. So I hope that in this episode, it was people who were just part of the community, which is really cool. Um, they get inside to like people yelling and they're clapping and it's congratulations because Juggernaut 5 is the only one that made it. <laughs> and you get to see, you know, Bill Burr's character like nod to them. He's like, I bet you've never been happier to see stormtroopers. He he really he plays the part of being a um a stormtrooper slash ex uh imperial, I guess. He he knows what he's doing. 
Um, you get to see him and Mando go for a little walk, and they find the terminal, and he gets in there, and he sees somebody, and he stops and turns around right away. And at this point, if I was this like this general, I'd be like, what's going on? So he, Bilber walks up, sees him, turns around, walks away. But he doesn't leave the doorway. He just stands in the doorway. So you can clearly see him. Like, I would be really, I'd be like, what's going on? Yeah, there's a level of suspicion that just isn't there. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you're stuck in the middle of forest base, this happens on a regular. Maybe. Uh, I think it might just speak to his arrogance. It's like, why oh, would anything suspicious happen? Yeah. And you see, you know, you see Bilber freaking out. He's like, he's like, this guy used to be my commanding officer. He might recognize me. We have to go right now. And you don't really know why. You're kind of like, okay, maybe it's fact that, you know, maybe he's, he will recognize him. Maybe Bilber is scared of him. But no, it's because of, you find out Operation Cinder and how ruthless this guy really is. And uh, you have Mando, who is Pedro Pascal, take off his helmet finally. And so like, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> and you have him, he gets the, well, I guess he has, he keeps helmet on, gets the machine, tries to scan his helmet on. And it's like, nope, can't, doesn't recognize. He's take his helmet off and talk with this nice little mustache. Everyone's kind of like, why does he have a mustache? How does he shave? He takes his helmet off when he's alone. That's the rule. He's allowed to take his helmet off when he's alone. And you see that in season one, too. When he's by himself yeah. and he's alone, he's got his helmet off. Yeah. So that's what bothered me. People are like, why does he have a mustache? How is he supposed to shave? It's not welded to his head. <laughs> you see him, he so, set up the drink and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You see all this where it's off his head, which... Ooh, but people just bother me. So takes off the helmet, scans it, and you have this imperial officer start yelling at him. He's like, trooper. And he's, he's got this like Texan, it's like, like Southern drawl. And he's, he's like, and he has, he's really like, kind of gravelly. And he, he sounds like a military commander, but he also has like this air of like, he's, he's a jerk. He sounds like a jerk. I would not like this guy just from the way he talked to me. Like he's so very he's like imperial commander. They're not yeah. good people. <laughs> no, they're not. So he's talking to them. He's talking to Din and he's not answering him. And all of a sudden he's like, trooper, like, talk to him. When I'm doing a commanding officer's talking to you, talk to him. And, he, and at this point, Din Jaren's like, okay, I don't know. He's like, a, he's like a fish out of water. He's like, okay. It's like, what's your, what's your designation? He's like, transport driver. <laughs> Yeah, pretty like, much. Yeah, he's like, what's your designation? He's like, transport driver co-pilot. He's like, checking off, no, no. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, what's your TK number? So TK numbers have to deal with, like, you know, their designations as, as when they were clones. Um, and it transferred over to when they were in the storm, when they were stormtroopers as well, because it's easier to make people think that they're just part of the machine by taking away their names and giving them numbers. Um, so then finally Bill Burr kind of man up and walk in there and he's like, oh, I'll cover for you. And he makes it so, you know, okay, apparently the Mandalorian, his hearing's affected because he was in a shuttle that depressurized and, you, you know, he's kind of dense. He's a little slow. Like the way he plays it off is it, it kind of looks like, okay, okay, this is how it's supposed to go. And you have this jerk of a commander <laughs> and he starts, he starts yelling at the Mando. <laughs> Because he's like, what's your name? I know you're deaf, so I'll yell in your face instead of asking your... It's, I did not like this guy. Like, I no. think the acting was really well. He played like a high-up commander very well, in my opinion. And this guy's pretty tall, too. Like, he, like, I didn't realize how tall this gentleman was. Um, so then they sit down at this table, because he's like, okay, boys, come on, we're going to go have a drink, because you're the one who's made it back today. And they're like, okay. And you see Cara Dune and Fennec talking about you know, how are we going to do this? And you see like this old, like World War II style, 
anti-air gun that the Allies used on like ships. It looked like they were going to start pedaling and it was going to start shooting. Like it looked very <laughs> like old style. Yeah, this really and again it shows how different the Empire is compared to the First Order and the Rebels at this time. I guess the Republic. So you had to see all the different stormtroopers. You had to see like the the gunner troopers with their black helmets. It looks really cool. And you see Bill Burr's character, that old Mayfield, talking to this commander, and, and he's like, you know, what do we toast to, boys? Like, the Empire, I guess he goes, like, health, something else, something else. But let's not be, like, you know, let's not be basic. Let's do this the, the right way. And he then he asks Brown Eyes, which is the name that uh, Bill's, Bill Burr's character gave about uh, to Din Djarin, says, where are you from? And then uh, all of a sudden Mayfield goes, let's toast to uh, Operation Cinder. And you're kind of like, okay, Operation Cinder, what could that be? Um, cinders means ash, and an operation usually means that it was continued, it was put out by somebody. And you get to kind of see how it affected Bill Burr's character. Like, he was a, a trooper in this, um, during this time. And you get to see, like, his character kind of like, he's egging on the Imperial officer almost, like asking why, why did this have to happen? And if you look it up, Operation Cinder was basically uh, gratuitous force used against people who didn't need it. It was like um, almost uh, in World War II when they destroyed an entire German town with like 100, 120 uh, like thermite bombs and burned it to the ground. Very similar, where you had uh, a history where they're already winning and they just, just to make people feel bad or make them feel like they were not, like they, were, they could never do it, they just crushed them into the dust. And the fact that when they crushed them into the dust, they also lost a lot of the Imperial stormtroopers. So when they bombed Japan, people like civilians, POWs, people died. All kinds of people died. And this kind of shows how reckless the, like, the emperor right, at this time was because he didn't care. He's like, you know what? Bomb the planet. I don't care. Do it. Go crazy. And you see Bilber kind of egging his character, egging this guy on. He's like, okay, okay. How about this? How about the, you know, the 10,000 people we lost? How about the civilians died for no reason? How about this? And he's like, and the, the imperial officer is such a jerk. He's like, well, they're, we're outlasting them, son. And, you know, they're eating themselves alive. And it's like, why, why is this it's a like, good it's thing? It's like he's testing him with each sentence that he's saying. He's Literally, just like yeah. trying to probe him for any form of humanity that is in this officer. And it's just not there. There's no, no, no humanity's gone. It's like, whoop, gone. So um, finally he goes, you know what? Let's toast to the empire. And he tips his glass and you see like this look between... Uh, you know, Dinjarn and Midge, and they're like, what are you going to do? And then all of a sudden, he just, bam, shoots him right off the chair. And that, this entire, once the shot's fired, you just feel like, I felt so much better about his character. Mm -hmm. Like, Bill Burr's character, I thought was Joe. Like, I thought he was a jerk. I thought he didn't care. And now you see him, like, almost shell-shocked and properly, like, showing, like, how angry he is at somebody who, who let this happen for no other reason. So he blasts the commanding officer, and then you see, you see Pedro Pascal, Pascal and, uh, and Bill Burr kind of look over at a stormtrooper, and he's like holding his lunch. Poor guy's just there getting some, some chow. And they just <laughs> shoot him, and then they shoot some other officers, and they get just like a shootout in the lunchroom. And um, you can see like, you know, Bill Burr be like, you know what we have to do, what we have to do. We have to be able to sleep at night, put the helmet back on. I never saw your face. Like, no one needs to know. Let's go. Come on. We got to do this. And they start like a shootout, and it shows like, you have like an Imperial, like a sharpshooter, like, you know, um, Mayfield and the Mando, who is also a sharpshooter, and they're just blasting stormtroopers out and they're just shooting stormtroopers like no tomorrow. And you have this chase scene on a window where they crack a window and they're climbing the wall and you're hearing Fennec and 
this crazy sniper rifle that um, that uh, Caradoon has that's just blasting stormtroopers to death. Like they're just shooting them off the roof, and you see this just like really cool coordinated move. And at the end of the episode, the slave gets there, ramp comes down, Mando jumps in, and at this point, Mayfield's behind him. I thought Mayfield was going to get shot. I thought this was going to be it. He's going to get shot. That's the end of him. It's to leave him for dead. I was expecting that. But they didn't, they didn't do him dirty. They did him, they did him justice. So he jumps on, good. They get into the slave. And the most iconic scene so far this season, I think. Slave's getting chased by TIE fighters now, right? They're blasting, they're blasting, they're blasting. Okay, TIE, you know, Slave doesn't care. Because listen, those guns face backwards. He could shoot them out of the air if he wanted to. But no, no. he opens up the bomb hatch that Django opened up. In, Ep- in in the second movie in Attack of the Clones, and he drops that, that charge, that big charge out, and you know what's gonna happen. Like you you see it open, you're like, okay, here comes the noise, and it it blows up, and then it's like, blam! Like you look back at, at episode two, uh, Star Wars, when Django blows up an asteroid. Like it was just so good. Like the noise, it was the exact same thing because this is Django's ship, a little bit. It's been reworked. But it's still the slave too. Like it's still being worked on. So it just shows like how much like father, like son, like Boba's not letting the ship go to waste. Um, and it just is really cool. They land, you know, they kind of have this interaction with Mayfield where I would have liked Cara Dune to ask if he could join up. I would have liked that if she offered the hand, but they kind of just like, like, yeah, it's really too bad that Mayfield died. <laughs> like it's yeah. really, he died in the explosion. Cause Mayfield, I've almost forgot to mention this. Mayfield shoots the refinery. <laughs> with a Tuscan rifle, which is really cool. The Cyclo rifle, he just like, hand me the Cyclo rifle. And he's like, bam, shoots an open tank and blows the whole factory up, which is really cool. Um, so the whole factory is blown up. No more, like, you know, napalm that's going to go on civilians. Like, they've saved the day. Bill Burr survives. They land. He's like, okay. They're like, you know what? Get out of here, buddy. You're free to go. Like, in this way, like, you're almost like telling, like, it's like when your siblings break a lamp and you're, you're like, I don't know how it happened, mom. Like, there's no way we could know. Is you're covering for them almost, and Philbert's character is kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go, like, thanks, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out, guys. See you later. Thanks a lot. And he gets away. And then uh, you have the end of the episode where we're on, Ma- we're on Moff Gideon's cruiser, and you have, you know, this Imperial officer, the young Imperial officer, or female officer, who's like, you know, you should see this. And all of a sudden, we got the Mandalorian. He's like, Moff Gideon, I'm a calling you out. You have my son, and I'm a coming for you. That's very much, it's like a, it's like a very like old Western, like, this galaxy ain't big enough for the two of us. Right, I'm calling you out. And he repeats the Moff Gideon, what Moff Gideon said to him. You have my asset, and it's more important than you'll ever know. And he says, you have, you know, the kid, and he's more important to me than you'll ever know. And it's like a very, like, throws back in his face kind of thing. But it was very, like... I, I couldn't stop thinking about like Hatfields and McCoys, like very spurs and the pistols. And they're like, I'm calling you out. It just felt very old Western. <laughs> Probably the best way to put it. That's so it pretty funny. much is, yeah. Like if he, had a, if he had had a cowboy hat on, I would have thought it would be more fitting. Um, but that's the episode. It was a, a very, very short episode, 37 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, but a lot was done. Like you get to see Boba's character. Um, first of all, I saw an article talking about, about Boba's character and why he sounds a little bit different now. Um, compared to Django. And um, Tamora Morrison said, it's because, you know, Boba's been scared. Like, he was eaten by a Sarlacc. He knows fear now. <laughs> so he, and he's afraid of the Empire. He's seen what the Empire can do. Um, like, Mandalorians have burned out, or Mandalorians have burned out husk. Like, they've done a lot of damage. 
Um, so you see, you get to see the way he talks a little different now too, which is really cool. We've only had Bulba like the last two episodes, but you really get to see how he interacts. And I really like that. He's also um, older. Like he's substantially he, he's older. older. Yeah. He's like, he's like old man Bulba. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but he's also really good too. Like he hasn't lost his touch. Um, no, definitely not. And it was not. just really cool. So with that, that's the episode uh, in a recap. And I think, honestly, I think it was really good. I know that some people didn't like it. Some people thought it was really boring, but it added to, sure, you could, you could argue that we don't have to add to Mayfield's character. He could have been never, he could never gone back to him. But I think it worked. Like it, it makes sense in the story, having the Imperial officer break in, take the information for you, because they don't know where Moff Gideon is. He, it's a huge galaxy. He could be anywhere. <laughs> And you have like this really cool redemption arc that you didn't think you needed, but I think it really helps. So that was just, that's my take on it. What, what did you think, Evan? I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I do agree that it was a little bit of like a filler episode. Um, but I'm um, also thinking about how uh, Mayfield was just left on the planet with nothing. And I'm just like, is this really better than prison? Like he's got nothing. Like he's free, sure, but he's got he's mm-hmm. got nothing. He's got no ship. There's a bunch of imperial people still running around. There's a base that just got blown up. People will recognize his face when he's nearby. So, I mean, aside, but I, what I'm thinking is because the people in the town saw his face. It's true. So I'm hoping that he can go to them and and say like, hey, I blew up the factory. The empire's empire's gone now. Because that was the only really that was the only factory on the planet in this area. So they're like, hey, the empire's out. Like you're good. Um, so hopefully with that, I, I, you could be a pessimist and be like, yeah, he's going to starve to death in the forest. He's dead. <laughs> he's going to trip and break his <laughs> That's neck. That's me. Yeah, he's over. going to starve yeah. in the forest. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's done. Like, did you really say? But he's, he's, a, he's an imperial, like, he's an imperial informant. Like, he was an agent. He's a sharpshooter. Sure. I think he can, he can whittle together a bow and arrow and, and kill a pigeon if he has to. He, he like, can MacGyver or something. He's got something. Um, <laughs> I hope. But like, and that, like, again, yeah, it was a filler. It definitely was a filler, but they kind of did that last season too um, with like the way it kind of felt where they had like an episode before the final episode, it was kind of like a filler. Like they don't want to, you don't want to, you, you don't want to take away from the final episode by having a really good second last episode. The second last episode is really good. You're going to think about that going into it. Second last episode was a, it was a bridge. It took us to now we have Moff Gideon's. We know where he is. We know that Mando's coming for him. We get to see what's happening. We still have Boba on the ship. We still have Fennec. We still have Cara Dune. Mando's on the ship now. We Now we can maybe have Ahsoka. Maybe she might show up again. I don't know. Um, I'd almost prefer if she didn't. Yeah, I think it'd be cooler if it was just just this. I've heard rumors that they, they want to tease that Ezra uh, Bridger, who was a Jedi from Rebels, might show up and help. I've heard teases of that. I've heard that it could be Cal Kestis. I've heard a lot. Because Baby Yoda's connected to the Force. Like, he's connected, and now Force sends the people out there have seen him. So there's a lot that could happen. We still we need to see a battle on... I want to see, see the battle on the cruiser. I want to see an epic battle between Moff Gideon and the Mando with his little pokey stick. I want to see that Mando spear go through Gideon. And I want to uh, see I, the... Uh... I want to see this. Like, I want to see Bo-Katan Cruz or Cruz show up again and be like, Hey, Mando, he is the Darksaber. We're here to help you, because I need that to take over Mandalore again. And I want the man to be like, all right, I'm part of a, I'm part of a, like a, fan, a fanatical side branch. I don't care. Take the dark saber. It's mm-hmm. gonna be so good. Like, there's, there's so much, so much, happen. so much they could do with the finale. Um, that's coming out Friday, yeah. Friday, which is tomorrow when this episode re- releases. Oh, guess, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna be watching that, and we're gonna have a Mandalorian review up by like noon. 
um, Friday to to yeah. cover it because that will be our last episode uh, mm-hmm. of this semester. So uh, yeah, I guess this year maybe. I, don't think I guess the year, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it'll be a good nice uh, uh, wrap up of the Mandalorian. Plus, we'll have mm-hmm. it fresh in our heads, so we'll have exactly yeah. right. We'll have the the uh, excitement still flowing in us. So it'll oh, be good. It's, it's it's ready. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> the only downside is, is I feel like. The Mandalorian is always so short. It's eight episodes consistently throughout each season. I know. I'm really hoping this one's going to be like an hour. Like yeah. if, I, if we had an hour-long episode, I'd be happy. Same. So and that's um, it. Yeah. Thanks that, for tuning in. You know, obviously, Elton gives yeah. outstanding reviews. Goes very in depth. I just Thank provide you. the social commentary, and that's about it. <laughs> It works. Again, you have like me, who's a super fan, and you have you who just who likes to enjoy it and likes watching it. I like it, the and that's Mandalorian. Okay. I like yeah. the big gun and the baby Yodas and all that stuff. <laughs> and that's okay. That's all you. That's all you need is like, that's if that's when you like the show is like, the show is fine. Like I like the Mandalorian because it's not for just Star Wars fans. You can for watch sure. it and be kind of confused, but it's got action. It's got it's got story. It's got like you know heart. And it's got stuff that makes sense if you're just watching it to watch it. So. Exactly. Yeah. With that, I'm 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 talked out for the day. <laughs> talked out for the day. Yeah. At least until Friday, and then we'll be At back, and we'll yeah. have uh, a fantastic wrap up to the season. Ooh, I'm so excited. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Take care, everybody. See you guys.